Hi, my name is Kirk Hamilton, your host of the Staying Healthy Today Show. This is a show where we bring you key experts in the fields of nutrition, prevention, integrative and lifestyle medicine, review the medical literature, and we review case studies. Today's show topic is Goodbye Inflammation, How a Medical Doctor Reverses Chronic Diseases with a Hypernourishing Diet Plan. Our guest today is Dr. Brooke Goldner, a psychiatrist, best-selling author, the founder of veganmedicaldoctor.com, skypsychiatrist.com, and creator of the Hypernourishing Healing Protocol for Lupus Recovery, and is also the author of Goodbye Lupus and Green Smoothie Recipes to Kickstart Your Health and Healing. As part of my intro, you know, I interviewed Dr. Goldner several months ago on her book, Goodbye Lupus, and it's a powerful story about how her program and her husband's program, Thomas Tadlock, reversed her life-threatening illness of 11 or 12 years. And it's a great story. I'll put a link to it here on this podcast, but what I have experienced over the last month or so, or two months, I've gone to workshop with um, her husband, Thomas Tadlock, and Dr. Goldner. I have read the book cover to cover, Goodbye Lupus. And what I want to get across to the audience tonight in the interview is that this protocol that Dr. Goldner does is much more than just treating lupus, and that's a very profound thing. It can affect diabetes, heart disease, chronic pain syndromes, and then other autoimmune illnesses, fatigue. It's an approach that can remarkably affect inflammation and reverse, I think, many chronic diseases. So that's what I want to talk to Dr. Goldner about. So Dr. Goldner, thanks for coming on the show today. So glad to be here. Thank you. So when did you realize that this program, this hypernourishing diet plan that you do could cure more than just your life-threatening lupus? Well, we realized that this was something remarkable when I was not only able to recover my health and get normal blood tests, but actually be able to have children. And that's when my husband realized that when we were talking about it, we realized something remarkable had happened because for someone with my disease, I was told that having children would be deadly, my disease would come back again. And so that's when we really started heavily researching what it is we created, how this program could have possibly healed my disease, because we didn't expect that. This was a program created for me to get sick. <laughs> it wasn't a program created to, to reverse my illness. I, I thought that was something I'd have for life. And so when we really dove into the research, what we realized is we had accidentally created the most anti-inflammatory healing diet that could possibly exist. Looking at cellular biology and how nutrients affect people on a cellular level, we realized that we created could reverse any inflammatory illness. And we know that most illnesses actually are inflammatory. They're triggered by inflammation. Inflammation is what then triggers the genetics that cause whatever the specific disease is. But that chronic inflammation is the trigger. And when we realized that, uh, we realized that this had amazing potential not just to reverse lupus, um, which is one of the worst diseases that's considered incurable to begin with, but that it could reverse any autoimmune disease and potentially any disease in general, whether it's uh, a disease that causes heart attacks or diabetes or even cancer. And so we started putting that to the test and offering our services and putting these programs out there, and what we found is that we were right. So in a sentence or two, can you describe maybe how or why you're diet of 75%, and, and correct me if I'm wrong, raw fruits and vegetables and, and whole unprocessed plant food and, and a whole lot of water and, and, and a quarter cup of flaxseed or chia seeds, at least, is so powerful? So every one of the steps is, is very important. 
that we have to, one, eliminate things that cause inflammation. So while our inflammatory processes are how our body fights disease, when we've overwhelmed our body with inflammation, it becomes the disease. So the first few steps is just to remove inflammatory foods. So uh, animal products like meat and dairy, even fish and chicken, uh, removing dairy products, uh, removing processed foods, things that come in a box full of chemicals in it, and all the additional oils, uh, vegetable oils, things like that, all those create inflammation. So the first thing we do is get rid of those as much as we can. Then the other half of it is adding foods to our diet that we know give cells what they need to function properly. And the thing is, none of us knows exactly how deficient somebody is. You know, someone who's been eating the standard American diet, the most common vegetable or, or plant product they eat is ketchup, followed by french fries, right? So these people, we know they're deficient in vitamins and minerals. We know they're deficient in omega-3 fatty acids. Uh, most of them are dehydrated. They're drinking energy drinks all day instead of water. So we know all of those things. Uh, and all of those things are necessary for our cells to function properly. We need vitamins and minerals and phytonutrients and phytoenzymes and all of antioxidants. We need all of those things for our cells to be able to function properly, to fight disease, to have a properly functioning immune system. But when someone comes to me, I don't know how deficient they are. So what we figured out is something that my husband and I call hypernourishment. And what it is is it's a program where we oversupply, we intentionally oversupply the body with the nutrients that the body needs to function properly, hoping that the body will then use whatever we give it to, first thing it will do is keep you alive. So whatever nutrients you get, the first thing it will do is keep the vital bodily functions going, keep your heart beating, keep your brain working as best as possible. Any leftover nutrients is what gets used for healing. So for people who just switch to a plant-based diet and eliminate the animal products and, and things like that, but they don't really add in all of the extra foods, the omega-3 fatty acids, the high levels of raw foods, they are not getting enough nutrients to totally reverse disease. And that's why they start feeling better and then they hit a plateau because they don't have enough nutrients left to fight off all the residual inflammation and heal. So we oversupply those nutrients. So the 75% uh, raw and 75% greens, we're looking at the most nutrient-dense food there is, which are greens, especially things like kale. There is more nutrition in kale than any other food, right, is that you can just get at a normal supermarket. Because that's a big thing to me is I want you to be able to go to your local supermarket and heal. So when you look at greens, those give you the most, uh, really the most punch, right? So we try to, when we're hypernourishing, we focus on greens. Now, how do we make greens go down? Well, the easiest way to get somebody to pound a ton of greens is to put it in a green smoothie and hand them a straw. They're going to drink way more than they would sit there and eat all day long if they had a salad. So that's why we use green smoothies. The 25% fruit that goes into the smoothie has nothing to do with healing. I don't see fruit as having the same healing potential as greens. It's just that fruit makes the medicine go down. It tastes good. So what we found is, and this is through experimentation, everything we everything we teach is what works with real people. None of this is theoretical. So when we work with real people, we've seen that when they have smoothies that are 75% or more green, then no matter what fruit they add to it, they're going to go into a healing space. Uh, and this was, you know, in the beginning, I, I didn't have any fruit in the diet. It was all about vegetables. Uh, it was harder for people to do that program. They got great results if they did it, but it was hard for them. When I added that 25% fruit, it didn't change the healing but it made people more likely to do it, and that's how that came into it. So the fruit is really just the flavor to make the greens go down. Uh, the omega-3 fatty acids, you know, omega-3s are an essential part of your cell structure. It's an essential part of the neurons in your brain. 
and it's also essential to your metabolism, and it's directly anti-inflammatory. So uh, your body cannot make omega-3 fatty acids, but you need it for all those different functions and more. So again, we hypernourish, we oversupply it, because if you're deficient, I don't know how deficient you are, but I know if you're getting a handful of flax seeds a day, up to a half a cup or more a day, you're going to get plenty of omega-3s to do all of those different functions. And you might even have some that are left over. And the same with water. People need water for all the different body functions. You need it for all the chemical reactions that happen in your body. If you don't have enough water, then even if you have enough of the nutrients and enough of the omega-3s, you're still not going to heal all the way because you can't physically create the physical reactions that have to happen, the chemical reactions that need to happen in order for you to heal. So we experimented with water, and we saw that people who get less than 96 ounces a day tend to plateau more quickly and not get the full results. People who drink uh, up to a gallon of water a day, they tend to get the maximum results. And so all of this came about direct, directly through working with clients over the years and figuring out what works for every person. Let me ask you, uh, that, was a, <laughs> that, was a, that was a long answer. That was good. So let me ask you something. It was a complicated question. <laughs> <laughs> I knew it. So here's the deal. Some people, let's go back to some of the negative things. I When I looked at your program, it was like for me 30 years of reading research papers put into kind of a nutshell of taking this technical inflammatory cascade, the arachidonic acid metabolism, which I don't want to get too much into, but you shifted that or you, you suppressed, you didn't suppress it, but you starved it, so to speak, because that leads to the inflammatory prostaglandins. And you did that by, the reason you go off animal foods is in part because you're trying to reduce the preformed arachidonic acid, correct? Is that part of the rationale for going off the animal food? We want... We want to reduce arachidonic acid being converted into the inflammatory immune cells. So we have these prostaglandins and leukotrienes, which basically they're just immune cells that cause inflammation. And arachidonic acids, which comes from meat, which comes from eggs, uh, all of those things, those create more arachidonic acids, which then creates more inflammation directly. So what we figured out how to do is hack into the inflammatory pathway using omega-3s and minimizing omega-6s. So omega-6 fatty acids, while they're important, we have a, a huge oversupply that is driving inflammation. Right, and that's the reason you don't, one of the reasons you don't want to use add any added oils because most of those are on the omega-6 side, correct? Exactly. All of them except maybe olive oil, uh, those are all ways of getting omega-6 fatty acids, which again become inflammatory immune cells. And so majority of people eat only inflammatory foods. They eat meat and eggs and dairy products and, and oils. And all they do is create inflammation. And so what we figured out is if we eliminate that, if we oversupply omega-3 fatty acids, we can drive the pathway the other direction towards anti-inflammation instead of inflammation. Now, correct. So here's my second question mark. So in my research um, or in my field in integrative medicine, docs will say, well, the flaxseed doesn't get, the alpha-linolenic acid doesn't get converted downline into like EPA and DHA, which everybody kind of knows about. So... You aren't, you aren't giving preformed EPA and DHA. Your belief is that that alpha-linolenic acid in the flax and chia will be converted by the enzymes appropriately into the downline EPA and DHA. Is that correct? Correct. When people are eating uh, the, the rich sources of linoleic acid, so that comes from the vegetable oil and processed foods and, and from meat uh, and eggs, when they're eating a lot of that, that actually does physically inhibit or prevent the conversion of flax seeds, which has ALA, into EPA and DHA. It does prevent that. And so when scientists are saying that 
they're not seeing that conversion. It's because the people are eating foods that are preventing that conversion. But if we eliminate the animal products and we eliminate the vegetable oils, then ALA can freely be converted into EPA and DHA, and your body will do it at the rate in which it needs it. So you don't have to worry about oversupplying EPA and DHA as you would if you were, let's say, doing fish oil, which is a direct source of EPA and DHA. If you just provide the ALA without the competition from the animal product, which hijacks that enzyme away, then the ALA will freely be converted at the rate that your body needs it to be to create the anti-inflammatory immune pathway. Okay, that's one of the key points that I know my colleagues would, would take shots at, and so I, I get it. So I, I wanted you to explain that, because that's very, very, very powerful. So let's get into, we're going, your, your hypernourishing diet stimulates anti-inflammation or reduces inflammation and gives the nutrients to heal. So let's talk about, aside from lupus, what has your experience been in clinical approaches? Let's say, let's take a heart disease patient. Um, it could be cholesterol, it could be hypertension. What experiences have you had with the number one killer, which is heart disease? We've had amazing and rapid results in the risk factors for heart disease. So, you know, when people have high cholesterol or high blood pressure, that is really just your body's way of saying, uh, there's something wrong here, we need to fix it. And all we do with medications is we lower those numbers so that they look normal and we feel like we did something. And really all that is is it's like if your engine light came on in your car to check engine light and you cut the light, <laughs> you cut the wire on the light, you go, oh, look, engine's fine. Oh, it's not fine, right? It's still failing. And that's what we're doing to people who have heart disease is that we're trying to fix the numbers so that we feel better. But meanwhile, the disease continues and the mortality and their suffering is just as bad as it would have been. And so what I've seen is when we put in our hypernourishing program and we get people on their green smoothies and we eliminate all of those foods that we talked about, that their cholesterol and their blood pressure come down very rapidly. Uh, we've had people within a matter of months uh, go completely come off of their anti-cholesterol medications and their blood pressure medications. In fact, it, cholesterol, blood pressure, and blood sugar, those respond extremely quickly and uh, is much easier than, than some of the other illnesses, and yet those are what people suffer from the most. Let me ask you about greens then. So you have someone who's on old-fashioned Coumadin, and the cardiologist says, you know, eat a low green diet or don't do it because it's going to make your protons go off. So I get that a lot. And I, my answer is eat a lot of greens and keep it steady, and then they'll adjust the Coumadin to your, your level. But what have you observed in those kind of patients? Usually what I do is, you know, there's, there's a lot of scenarios like that where the medication they're using actually prevents the person from eating the foods they need to heal, and that's really frustrating. When somebody comes to me who's on Coumadin, my first suggestion is actually switch to heparin, switch to the injection. They're not as fun because it's easier to take a pill, but if you switch to the injection, then there's zero food issue. You can eat whatever you want, and then you can heal the problem and get off of them completely. The other way would be the way you suggested. Okay. So let's go to type 2 diabetes. Um, it's, you know, I think the fourth fourth or fifth um, cause of death in the United States epidemic. What have you seen? You shared with me a case that you had, uh, I think, a 100-point drop in a diabetic. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So type 2 diabetes and type 1 diabetes actually responds really beautifully because, again, it's a combination of things. You know, most people uh, misunderstand that because their blood sugar is high that they need to then get rid of sugars such as natural things like fruit or vegetables or things like that, that that are sources of carbohydrates. But the cause of their insulin, uh, their lack of insulin sensitivity is actually the reaction of animal proteins and animal fats that's causing the problem. So the first thing we do is eliminate that. 
We get them on hypernourishment with their smoothies. And what's really awesome is here are these people who have been told they can never have fruit, who are having 25% fruit in their smoothies, and their blood sugar is dropping rapidly. So the one that I just talked to you about is someone who's doing my four-week program, which is only hypernourishment. And uh, her blood sugars were always testing in the 300s. And in one week of doing green smoothies with her omega-3s, her water, she's already dropped her blood sugar over 100 points. So it's in the low 200s now. And lost seven pounds. The brain fog she's been walking around with for years is gone, and she's had more energy than she can remember ever having. And that was just one week. She's got three weeks left to go. And that's typical. So let me ask you then, let's stay with the diabetic thing for a moment. If the other foods, if they were just, let's say, taking the smoothie 75% of their diet, and then you said eat unprocessed plant food, the rest of it, would that be, would you encourage beans or whole grains? Or what is it that part of your diet when you're not doing the intensive hypernourishment one? I think that that would be a fairly neutral way to go. So the hypernourishment, if you want to have healing, then you have to have that the raw foods, the smoothies, be at least 75% of your diet in order to really shift that pathway over into healing. And then it's up to you. Do you want to go 100% to go as fast as possible, or do you need to have that cooked meal at the end of the day to feel like you know, you're doing something with your family or to satisfy your urges? And I find if it's 25%, if it's that last meal of the day and you're having beans and quinoa or something like that, that that doesn't take away from the healing too much. Um, When people want to just aggressively go after it, then we do it 100%. And the wonderful thing is once everything's under control and their blood sugar is normal and and they're feeling well, then they can go into what I call a maintenance mode where as long as 60 to 70% of their food is raw, using the smoothies, for example, then they can have more of those other cooked foods as long as they're plant-based and they're really going to be able to continue with their results. And actually, there's people who still add an occasional meat meal and, and they're also able to continue their results. I just recommend it because why why dip into the poison if you don't need to? <laughs> <laughs> so that, that extra 25% when you're doing the full hypernourishment is just all raw like vegetables or salads or something like that? Is that what you mean, aside from yeah, the smoothie? Yeah, it's, it's just for increased rapidity to make it faster, and so then we just keep it raw. So they can continue. They can do green smoothies all day long. They can add huge salads. They can get fancy and make and make raw food dishes that are fun and exciting for themselves. But it's just if they want to get there as quickly as possible. To understand, for me, I look at the stomach as that is my limiting factor to how much nourishment I can push into the body. So I want to push in as much as possible to help someone recover as quickly as possible. The size of their stomach is what limits me. So if somebody wants to nourish themselves with every meal, that's going to work even faster. For people who want to nourish themselves for 75% of their meals, they're still going to get pretty good results. Uh, And what we found is even for folks who are not ready to jump in full bore, who just add green smoothies to what they're already doing, they start improving dramatically in their health because they're adding what they're missing, even though they haven't fully eliminated uh, the other things that are causing their illness. And that's what we've seen in our smoothie shred group is that there are people who are still eating a lot of the standard foods, but just adding the green smoothies has made dramatic changes in their health where people are coming off of cholesterol medicines and um, lowering their blood pressure and all sorts of wonderful things just by adding what they were missing. And that's the power of hypernourishment. Let me, um, let's go to obesity. It would seem like this would stimulate rapid weight loss. Am I, uh, Putting words in your mouth? Yeah, absolutely. What I found is for people who need to lose weight, it absolutely stimulates weight loss. Realize that when I healed from lupus, that was not a program that was created for me to heal lupus. I had just graduated medical school, and I, I, I knew tongue-in-cheek that, uh, that nutrition had nothing to do with disease, right? So that wasn't even in my mind. That 
program was created by my husband, Thomas Tadlock, as a fat loss program for me because I wanted to look great at my wedding, but I wanted to do it in a healthy way. So this program is absolutely geared towards fat loss. And in fact, anyone who does one of Thomas's programs, they're looking to do it because they want to get shredded. They want to get fit. And what happens is they actually end up going off of their diabetes medicine and their cholesterol medicine and their high blood pressure medicine uh, because both are happening at the same time. So when you hypernourish, you create cells that are extremely reactive to whatever you demand of them. And so if you send a signal that says, please incinerate some fat, those cells go, yes, ma'am, and yes, sir, and they go and they do that work. Uh, when your metabolism is slow, it means that your cells don't function properly because they're not nourished properly. And so those cells are going to be sluggish and they're not going to be able to break down fat when they get that signal. Uh, so people who need to lose fat, which is most people I see, they do so very quickly. I've had people lose 60 pounds or more uh, without even using exercise just because their body just becomes fat-burning machines. Now, on the other side, I do get people who are very frail. Uh, they've been sick so long with chronic disease. They are the skinny sick people that you see walking around that looks like the wind can blow them over. And a lot of people think if you go from eating regular standard American diet to eating raw foods and green smoothies, you're just going to get skinnier and skinnier. And I've seen the opposite. I've seen people put on weight while eating these foods, but they're not getting fat. They're able to put on muscle and healthy weight again. And so it can go both ways. What happens when you nourish your body the right way, your body goes to the weight that you should be at for your own health and, and to have the optimal immune function and fat loss. Let's talk about fat for a second. So you're getting a, a, fa a fair amount of fat in the flaxseed. And if they were eating raw, you, you said you ate a cup, an avocado or two a day when you were doing your program and they get raw nuts and seeds. Also, aside from the smoothie part of that 75%, they're also adding good fats. Can you talk about that? That actually sometimes you have more intake in calories, but you're stimulating fat loss? Absolutely. You know, that is one of the biggest misconceptions that are going around that every fat that you eat either becomes fat on your butt or you got to burn it off, right? Everything we read is that, okay, whatever you put into your body, if you don't burn it off, it turns into fat on your body. And that's just, it's incorrect. It is not the way the body works. Not everything you put into your body is either stored or burned off. And when it comes to fat, there are certain fats that become part of your actual cells. They're actually used for cellular function and cellular structure, and they are not used as storage. And so I have to really make a distinction between the fats that are unhealthy and can slow down your metabolism, like the oils uh, and uh, saturated fats and things like that, versus the fats that are essential to human health and metabolism. And so we are not using a low-fat diet. We're using a high-healthy-fat diet. So omega-3 fatty acids, which you find in flax seeds and chia seeds, those are unique in that they create our immune cells and they create our actual physical cells all throughout our entire body, inside of our brain. And so they've become physical structures inside of our body. They are not going to make your butt bigger or your belly bigger or anything like that. And what we've actually found is the more omega-3 people eat, the flax seeds and chia seeds, no matter how many calories are in them, no matter how much grams of fat that is, the more omega-3s they eat, the faster their fat loss and the faster their healing. So that is a really important thing. And actually, I just uh, did a survey on my Goodbye Lupus fan page on Facebook asking people what they would like a lecture on. I'm going to give a free talk. And that was the number one thing everybody asked for is please teach us healthy fats versus unhealthy fats. Because it's a dangerous thing out there right now that people think that 
low fat is a healthy way to go. And it's why I do see vegans on a regular basis, even vegan doctors who are struggling with a health issue because they're actually not getting enough fat because they've been avoiding all fat instead of just unhealthy fat. So what I tell people is omega-3 fatty acids, eat as much of those as you can. You know, if you get diarrhea, that's too much. Your body can't absorb it all, right? But <laughs> unless that happens, you go for it. You eat a handful a day. Make sure you're getting those. And in addition, eat fat from whole plant foods. You know, if you want to eat avocados, eat the whole avocado. People are eating half an avocado and putting the rest away for tomorrow. You don't have to worry about that. When I was healing, I was eating up to four avocados a day because at the time, I didn't know about green smoothies, so I was eating greens all day long, and I found as long as I put guacamole on stuff, I could eat raw all day. So I was just, guacamole was my, was my pathway to healing. <laughs> and, uh, and I lost a ton of fat, went from a size 11 to a size 2 to 3, and, uh, and completely healed lupus, and I was eating tons of avocados. It has nothing to do with gaining fat. So you can eat your coconuts, you can eat your avocados, definitely eat your omega-3s. But, you know, you can eat a handful of nuts. You can, you, know, you can do all that stuff, and you're not going to get fat. It's, it's actually it's not just a misconception that's harmless. It's actually harmful. When people eliminate all fats, they are raising their risk of disease because they cannot create their anti-inflammatory immune cells, and they can't have optimal cellular function. I have lots of chronic pain, people. And pain is, you know, makes everything go bad. Your mind, your depression, you know, your mood. So tell me how your program helps chronic pain. Yeah, this is a big one, and, you know, I dealt with chronic pain myself when I had lupus, arthritis pain that made it difficult to walk or even use a pencil, and so I understand what it's like trying to just function and do normal everyday things when you're in a huge amount of pain, and I think a lot of people with pain don't get, people get tired of, of their struggles. They don't understand how hard it is, and so that is something that it gives me a lot of satisfaction trying to help those people, and what I've seen is really, really dramatic. Um, I've seen people who've had pain for many years. I'm thinking of one woman in particular who, uh, she's only 27, and she'd had chronic pain for over 10 years. She was 203 pounds. She had, at the time I met her, it was for depression and anxiety that she came to me, mostly caused by this pain. And she had seven doctors who were prescribing her nine different medications for pain. She was hooked on all sorts of pain medications. She'd already had multiple joint surgeries and was still in chronic pain. And we put her on hypernourishment, and uh, she now has zero pain. She doesn't go to any pain doctors. She has not had to have any surgery. She walks around. She does all sorts of different sports and hiking, and she's got zero pain now. She was able to heal all of it. And one of the coolest things is she just sent me a video a couple nights ago where the side effects, so we were just treating her chronic pain and her depression, and the side effect of all of that is she just went to her OBGYN, and she's someone who's had, uh, she has um, HPV, and she's had, um, she has actually had uh, precancerous uh, pap smears going on since 2009, where uh, they keep doing leak procedures where they remove part of her cervix. She's had multiple procedures to remove parts of her cervix, and they've never been able to get it all. They've always left cells behind. And for the first time since 2009, she has had a negative, completely normal pap smear, and she now tests negative for HPV, which means she's no longer at risk for cancer. And so this was not something we planned. This was just a side effect of the hypernourishment that shows that her immune system is now killing off the cancer cells and containing the virus all on its own. And uh, she said her OBs are completely blown away, and I'm excited that they're now learning about this as well. 
Tom, I know you've got to go real quick here. So tell me about the, share with the audience the MS patient you shared with me that was, I believe, bedridden and now is walking. Oh, right. yes, yes, yes. So so uh, multiple sclerosis, again, that's an autoimmune disease. And uh, there was someone from Australia who contacted me who had MS, and she was actually a police officer, and now she was in bed. She could She was in so much pain, it was hard for her to move, and she was a mom. And so she was just so depressed because she couldn't move. She couldn't be an effective mother. She couldn't work, and uh, she was just really struggling. So she read my book and got the basics, and she had already started her first green smoothies before I met her and had noticed in the few days of smoothies before I met her that her energy had increased dramatically. Well, we uh, we just did a one-hour Skype session where I made sure she understood everything that she needed to do and how to apply it to her life, and uh, that was uh, less than four months ago. And she, I hadn't heard back from her recently, and she just sent me a message saying she's 100% pain-free, and she's completely mobile again, and she's going back to work. And all of that was just from applying what was in my book and having one-hour session with me to make sure it was right, and she is now fully functional again. That's awesome. You know, I, I oh, I it's sh- amazing. I shared with you that I noticed that my dry eyes cleared up that I and uh, over the six or eight weeks I've been doing the smoothie. And I, the other thing I noticed was. I don't crave a certain things when I drink this. I, I consume the smoothie at that volume. Is that stopping cravings? Because that's one of the things that drives everybody crazy. Is stopping cravings a common comment um, when people get on the hypernourishment? Actually, that is very common. What happens is most of our cravings really come from addiction. So when people are craving chicken, it's not because they're protein deficient. It's because they're addicted to the dopamine rush that comes with that food. But very few people know what it's like to eat in a way that you're providing 100% of the nourishment your body needs. And when you are fully nourished, you tend to have less cravings because your body is complete. And so what we do is when we start adding that hypernourishment, when people are having huge amounts of the green smoothies every day, they have so much energy and they feel so great, they have less cravings for other foods to fill that hole for them, that less of a need to get a dopamine rush to try to raise that back up. And what they start craving are the foods that make them well. So I know for even for myself personally that when my energy drops, I want a green smoothie because I know that's what's going to make me feel better. Now, if I go a couple days, let's say I traveled and I forgot my Vitamix or something, you know, after a few days, I might start saying, maybe I need coffee. That's an old program that started up because I'm not nourished and my body's searching for something that it knows will trigger that feeling of feeling awake, right? But if we keep ourselves nourished every single day, we tend to only crave the things that nourish us, and those other cravings for the things that get us high will tend to go away. And a lot of it is because of something we call crowding out, that the more good food you have filling you up, one, you're too full to add that stuff, and two, you feel so awake and so good and and in such a great place that you don't really have a craving for something else to get you high on top of that. So it is one of the great things, and that's why with our Smoothie Shred program that, that's free for on Facebook for everyone who wants to be a part of it, we don't require that people become vegan for that. We don't tell them that they have to stop eating anything. All we do is ask them to start adding the green smoothies to their daily life because, as you've seen being a part of it, as they continue to add that, the other foods get crowded out. They stop wanting those foods, and they start becoming more curious about how else can I feel even better? What else can I do with my diet to take it to the next level? And they naturally start getting pulled towards a plant-based diet. It's pretty awesome. So that led in perfectly to give your plug for your next uh, Smoothie Shred Challenge. It starts September 5th, correct? 
September 5th, yes, absolutely. All people need to do, if you want to join us and become part of our community, our community is now over 2,000 people from all over the world. And my husband and I are in tears on a daily basis just connecting with everybody and helping them and answering their questions and giving videos to help them understand how to heal. It's our gift to the world because we want everybody to have access to health. You know, I know what it's like to live without it. And I know what it's like to have extraordinary health. And that is my greatest mission on earth is to give that back. And so my husband and I created the Smoothie Shred Challenge. It is at SmoothieShred.com. If you go to SmoothieShred.com, you can sign up for it. It's 100% free, 100% free. You go to SmoothieShred.com, you sign up, and you'll get an email telling you exactly how to make the smoothies. It comes with exercising from the exercises from my amazing husband, all that you can do in your own home if you need to. You don't have to join the gym. And it's just a group of people from all around the world who are supporting each other and encouraging each other and keeping each other accountable with getting healthier. It's just really awesome. So, yes, the next challenge starts September 5th. And, uh, and we're really excited about it. Well, Brooke, I want to thank you. I know you got to run, pick up the kids. Uh, thank you so much. And I encourage everybody to read uh, Goodbye Lupus. And if you only want to read pages 35 to 65, that's fine, because that's the meat and potatoes that really summarizes so much and that could help so many people. So, Brooke, thanks again, and we'll talk soon, okay? You are so welcome. And I want to thank you, the audience, for listening to this edition of the Staying Healthy Today Show. I will have links to smoothieshred.com. Uh, in my podcast um, and in books, at Brooks Books. And until next time, stay and be well.